welcome everybody to episode number three of our new podcast called Review Crew. Uh, we welcome you. We appreciate you for clicking on, for listening. Uh, for all those who have already listened to our first two episodes, we appreciate you. Um, our second episode went live um, as we're actually recording this. So we appreciate all the support so far. Um, and if this is your first time clicking on to one of our podcasts, welcome. And if you have not gotten the opportunity to go click off, go listen to the first two episodes as well, so that you can keep up to date as we move through um, the theatrical order of the MCU. Um, that is what we are doing to start. Obviously, the goal of this is to continue to work through a variety of cinema projects, television, um, different things that we're going to review. Uh, but right now, you know, we wanted to start with the MCU, something that a lot of us are very passionate about. And uh, today we do have a special guest with us, a friend of a friend of ours, uh, Brett, who's going to be joining us today. Um, but we hope that you enjoy this episode. We're going to dive into Iron Man 2. Uh, that's going to be kind of the goal of this discussion, just talking about all the uh, the plot, the villain, the heroes, all the, the nitty gritty details uh, that we'll be discussing with this project. So welcome. All right, so let's jump in. Uh, I got some fun facts for you guys. Um, first off, the movie came out uh, April 28th, 2010. Uh, oh, sorry, that's EMEA. Came out May 7th, 2010 in the US, uh, which if you remember, was uh, almost two years, almost two years to the date of when Incredible Hulk came out. So you could tell, you could tell like the first two were just like, they were trying to see what was gonna stick and then once they realized that, hey, the MCU is going to be a thing, um, they really obviously put together a more consistent uh, release schedule. Uh, but it released uh, to a worldwide gross of just over 600, almost $624 million based off of a budget of $200 million. Um, It's almost, what, a little over three times its budget. Uh, but again, like we talked about uh, last week with The Incredible Hulk, uh, that one... If I remember correctly, didn't even double its budget in no. terms of box office. Um, so you can really start to see things kind of take off here. Um, but yeah, um, that's kind of that as far as uh, kind of the, the facts and figures. Um, what did you guys, let's just start here. Top level thoughts. Who wants to go first? What did you guys think of uh, of Iron Man 2? I mean, I think... It I'm a big fan of the Iron Man movies. Obviously, Iron Man would not be my number one in terms of heroes. Um, obviously, our fanboy is not here this episode who is an Iron Man fanboy, which is quite convenient now that he's missed, you know, two both, of both, both the Iron, Iron Man, Man discussions, but some fanboy, right? Um, but I will say, of the three Iron Mans, I think this this is one of the, the, the higher tier ones for me, personally. I think you really began to see some development for, for Tony, um and the character that you know that rdj rdj got to play um you got to see kind of him lean into that hero even more and i think you got to see the ego kind of change a little bit they definitely was still there but the ego i think grew in a good way and not in a bad way would you guys agree i would definitely agree um you do like you said you definitely see the ego but um i noticed and i'm sure a lot of you um, not only you guys, but our, our listeners as well. Tony thought he was dying this whole movie. Yeah. Um, as you can see, he keeps checking his blood toxicity 
and it just keeps going up and up and up. And he, um, what was that stuff called that he kept putting in? It had a palladium. Had a palladium. Um, he kept very, replacing very that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the entire movie up until he he creates the new element. Um, thank you, Dad. Um, but he thought he was dying. Yeah. So you see that in the in the birthday party. Um, and so it was definitely it was definitely a swing towards the more you ch- you see that change in the ego, um, but still still self centered for sure. Uh, but you start you start seeing more of a more mature um, Tony. Max, what do you think? Yeah, I think overall, I definitely agree with how uh, Tony did think he was dying and. You know, he did a lot of uh, irrational things like giving all his art collection, making yeah. Pepper Potts the CEO of uh, Stark Industries and things like that. But I do think with that being said, this movie did a great job bringing uh, Pepper Potts as a main, like kind of a main lead into like a female empowerment without like just throwing in your face. I think it was really interesting to see Tony and Pepper's uh, relationship and grow throughout the uh, movie and it wasn't just forced but you could really see how they uh, needed each other and uh, I think it was just well done and very well written Brett what'd you think so Iron Man 2 is my lowest rated Iron Man film Uh, I think it's good uh, like I think it's fine I think it's a little bloated from here from time to time Uh, just runs a little bit too long, kind of overstays its welcome in a couple of areas. Uh, I do think the fact that Tony think, thought he was dying and stuff like that, uh, like you guys have all touched on the fact that he was being a little bit more selfish. But I think it's the opposite. He's being more selfless. Like he's giving his stuff away. He's giving his like his position as CEO to Pepper because not because Pe- he feels like he needs to give that to Pepper, but because he feels that she's earned it. He even says at the end, like, you're too good for this job, even. Like, you you yeah. deserve more than just the CEO position. That uh, is a good point. And, like, they they do a good job at making him seem less and less selfish, from, in, especially in comparison to the first movie. So I, I think Tony's definitely a more likable character in this one. But, yeah, it's it's my least favorite Iron Man film. And after watching it again today, I was like, ooh, yeah, that <laughs> definitely solidifies it. Yeah. Um, I, I I do have one question, though, because I don't yeah. think they ever touch on it. Do they ever mention what the new element he makes is? Like, they, no, they don't. They I think they, don't think they give element. it a name. Yeah, they don't give it a name. Yeah, Not I, that I'm aware of. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never heard of one. Because even when he does it, because Jarvis, yeah, because Jarvis is like, congratulations, sir. You just created a new element. Yeah, they like, don't give it never, a name. I I looked it up online and everything, and like I don't think they ever mention it in other any other movie after Iron Man two either. No, I like, don't, I don't yeah, either. So it, and, it feels like such a heavy plot point to not give more significance to in later movies or anything. And obviously, you know, we we know that in that in that box, you know, when he goes through all the old you know old videos of his dad and and the uh, the, the 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 table that had all the structures on it of of the Stark Expo in the future. Well, I guess. My question is, I guess it doesn't really touch on it too. Where does he get the inspiration for the element? So he's pulling apart the globe. He's pulling apart all these pieces when he's when he's opening Jarvis. Where does that inspiration come from? Does it does it, it ever say? 
he he's looking at the when he goes to see Pepper, he's looking at the 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 diorama on the wall. Yeah. And he just I I think it we're supposed to infer that it just and they just clicked. He just it just like jumps out to him like the because you see, you know, when he when he puts it in the hologram, he's like, take away the trees, take away yeah. the, the buildings. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just the layout of the streets or, you know, something like that. I think maybe we're just supposed to believe that. As he was walking by and leaving, he just happened to glance over and it just kind of like a light bulb went off and it kind of just jumped out to him. Because he makes that comment about how, you know, even his dad's dead, but he's still taking him to school. And he's still right. teaching him. So it was right. I, my, my thought was just that maybe his dad in, in that diorama, like there was something that laid out that, you know, because he, he brought like that nucleus almost like all the atoms that yeah, were coming yeah. together. Yeah. So I didn't know well, if I they actually I, directly if they did, if they said something directly about it or not. Well, I thought when uh, that video, when he was watching it at that nighttime, when he was watching it. Uh, Howard Stark kept sitting on that table and I think he said like isn't the future is here or yeah. something he's saying in my tech in my time the technology doesn't exist and then when you see him tearing a, uh, apart the diorama and stuff you they do a quick you know two second shot of that plaque saying the future is here and I think that's what he was trying to remember he's like oh there's something to this that I he he was trying to teach me but I didn't I didn't know about it but I think yeah. that's kind of how it came across. Yeah. In in the video that he's watching of Howard, he he specifically actually states that like the table is the the key and it, he even leaves a like a uh a little like plaque thing that says the future is here. Yeah. Like it Indeed. it everything is like leading right. him to that table. Uh and, and like it it's it still doesn't completely make sense how he gets the inspiration to take certain things away, keep certain things to like Make it, but I'm also not a physicist. So yeah, true. Like, I, I don't have. The, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm gonna use comic book like. It, it's just like <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just yeah. a thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of? Uh, well, actually, let me do this. Uh, let me let me go back. Um, for Iron Man two, see, Brett, I actually think I'm. I think I'm the opposite of you. I think it might. It's not the best. If I'm being objective, I, it's it's not the best, but it might be my favorite. And I think a big reason of that is with with a few exceptions, which we'll get into a few scenes. Um, I, I like Tony's kind of. I don't know if growth is the right word. That might be too strong of a word because he's still. He's still very much about himself in a lot of ways. Even though you make some good points about, you know, being selfless, but I really, really really like Justin Hammer. Yeah. I like Sam Rockwell as an actor. I love how over the top and comic book villain he is. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's something about his portrayal that I just enjoy every time that I watch this movie. And for a lot of it, he, I don't want to say he carries the movie, but just like, <clears throat> there's something, the, the smugness, he wants to be Tony, but he's just not as good. Yeah, he's not respected. He's not taken seriously. And I just I love that. Like, it's it's just fun to see. And um, there's something about his character that I that I really dig. Um, the third act, same with the first two MCU movies, 
I think the third act really falls apart. It probably it overstays a little too long. I agree with that. Um, it's it's a it's a fine movie. It's good. I think I would consider it a good movie, but it's it's certainly nothing like overly special. Um, but man, I, I love me some Justin Hammer. I really do. Well, I think it, it even speaks to your point. Even we talked about in the last two about the villain being a mirror image of the hero, and I feel mm-hmm. like this was cool because like. Yeah, I think you could maybe stretch an argument that there was some mirror image there, but it's kind of cool because it's almost like a reverse mirror. He's trying to be Tony, and right. he just he just keeps messing up. So, yeah. which is just the whole kind of the, uh, the the funniness of his character too, because he's like this supposed to be this like like you said a smug, sarcastic, you know, very like you know I'm gonna yeah. try to be the flamboyant guy who's in your face. You know, especially right. when, he's, when he's talking to the reporters, you know, he's wanting her to focus he's, on him. Yeah, when, you he, know? when he's trying to do it, he's trying to, like, force an interview out of her. Yeah. And she's just not buying it. And yeah. Dude, I, I love I love all of that. I really do. Yeah. Um, But let me ask you this. So uh, uh, Don Cheadle obviously takes over for for Rhodey uh, from Terrence Howard from the first one. Uh, I actually got some fun facts here. Uh. So I'll just read it. Uh, Terrence Howard was replaced with Don Cheadle in the part for Rhodes for no perceived reason with the actor claiming that his original three picture deal and matching salary wasn't honored by Marvel. Uh, Entertainment Weekly later claimed that director John Favreau had not been happy with Howard's performance in Iron Man, often reshooting or cutting his scenes. When it was time for the sequel, Favreau and co-writer Justin Thoreau purposely reduced Howard's screen time, which led Marvel to ask Howard, uh, who at that time was the best paid actor in the first Iron Man to accept an 80% pay cut. Uh, basically because they, they basically said that the reason that Iron Man was successful wasn't because of him. It was because, it was because of, of Tony Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, so Howard refused obviously for that pay cut. Um, and then the, basically the money went to RDJ. And so he got a 2000% pay increase over the wow. first Iron Man. Jeez. Um, and then obviously they reached out to Don Cheadle for for the replacement and kind of the and then the rest is history. But what did you guys uh what did you guys think of of Rhodey? Uh I I loved Terrence Howard. I I loved uh I think it was Prisoner with him in it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like there's a yeah. lot of really good movies that I've seen with him in it. I agree. His performance in Iron Man one was not great. Yeah. Like it was only middling. Like he he was not the reason to watch Iron Man one. So replacing him with in, with Don Cheadle in Iron Man two, like I don't know. Don Cheadle's fine. He he's perfectly serviceable. Uh, I don't think he's bad. I think he's uh, I I I like him more in later films than Iron Man two. But he does perfectly. Uh, War Machine is one of the best parts of Iron Man two. Like he he's badass. He's cool. Like every he gets some sick upgrades and stuff. The the fight scene between him and uh, Tony in the house. Oh, so cool! Be- it's one of the best fight scenes in in Phase One. Yeah, like it's it's so good. Uh, so I'm I'm I was completely fine with him taking over. Like I know like knowing the background and stuff like that. Like it, it it's a little hit or miss. Like it it's kind of like eh. Yeah, like, right. uh, about like who likes uh, which actor more, but overall, well, I do it's think it's funny that... that you say that because if you notice, there's a there's a definite shift in the way he the way Don Cheadle portrays uh, Rhodey. Like at the beginning, he's very uh, 
very what you would you know consider traditional like military he's very like buttoned up very serious yeah. and towards the end you'll notice that he starts to play it a little more comedically mm -hmm. uh and then uh don Cheeto, the reason being is that don Cheeto actually said that when he first agreed to take over the role he tried to put his own spin on it and make it more of like a, a traditional military type uh a lot more serious and then as shooting went on he realized that he basically should play it more comedically like terrence howard did in the first one um so that's why you kind of see that shift um but yeah so but I will say too, I even liked the the sternness that he even had at times. You know, where he was really contesting Tony on things, mm -hmm. the the fight scene in the house. You know, putting him. You know, when they gave Pepper a chance to to try to calm it down, didn't work. He stepped in. You know, and it's Did just you guys, like not not counting. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're not good. counting that. Not counting the fight scene where they actually come to blows. But did you like the lead up to the with the party and Tony being drunk and drunk Iron Man and. Did you? I thought it was funny. It was Did funny. You? Yeah, it was funny. It, it, that, that's it. It wasn't great, but it was just kind of comedic. It was just kind of tone, classic Tony Stark. It just, I, I think they played yeah, his character I well. I don't think the, I don't think the movie would feel the same if you took that out. Yeah, I, I think, I think that really emphasizes a man who feels like he's about to lose everything, yeah. but he's about to leave everything behind. And was it? right, right before care. that, he tested again. Right, he was at like ninety something percent, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. it was yeah, very he, high. it was yeah. he was about to die so i think it was like uh let's go have a banger you know and just just send yeah. it you know before uh, before we hit the grave what'd you think brett you're you're kind of you got a look on your face i just want to point out the fact that did you notice how fast he gets drunk he, yeah. he takes like two two drinks of alcohol because yeah. he's fine at the beginning and he's like uh doing the little mix thing yeah and then he takes a swig and the entire scene changes yes like he he goes from being kind of okay to being completely wasted yeah like it, yeah. It, it's that one little thing that like i think makes the difference in that scene but also like he pisses his pants in the suit like yeah <laughs> and he goes you can drink it it's like fresh yeah system yeah i was like okay like that that scene made like made that part for me for yeah. sure <laughs> but um what'd you guys think of let, let's circle back what'd you guys think of um the villains <clears throat> whiplash let's start with whiplash we haven't touched on him yet what'd you guys think of uh ivan vanko and mickey rourke's uh kind of portrayal of this brooding russian kind of just a monster of a man i will say i I think Whiplash and Mickey Rourke's representation of him was a lot more entertaining than Obadiah. Now, Obadiah had more, I guess you could say, a more personal reason. <laughs> um, um, but I think, I think Mickey Rourke did a great job. And one thing I liked about it is uh, he, he took, when he took the role, he did what a lot of other actors do. And like you said, how Don Cheadle wanted to put his own spin on the character. Um, Mickey Rourke did the same thing, like the tattoos, the gold teeth, the random cockatoo, that was all his idea. Um, having half of his character's dialogue in Russian, completely his idea. So um, one of my all time favorite characters of any movie is Pennywise uh, from It. And Bill Skarsgård, completely took that character and ran with it and so that's that's the pennywise that we know now 
And I love when actors are like that, like method actors, like Heath Ledger's Joker. Like they have they have their ideas and they run with it. And yeah. I, so I liked I liked Whiplash. Um, Justin Hammer. He he was just another guy to me. Um, he he had he had a lot of strings that he was pulling. Um, he honestly gave me somewhat of a Baron Zemo vibes where it's like, he's not doing the, he's not doing all the, the heavy lifting, but he's behind the scenes pulling the strings. Yeah. I liked him. I think for me, and if you, I guess if you want to count that this movie kind of had two villains, you know, with Justin Hammer and, and him, you know, I guess of all the Iron Man villains, I think for me, he's like probably in the middle. He's like number two, you know, for me in terms of all of the Iron Man villains that we'll see, um, because I did like his portrayal. I liked the the sinister Russian, you know, that mob, even mobster kind of feel. You know, he, he, he they, uh, uh, when Natasha goes in the room because she thinks that she found him and he's got, you know, you know, just the, the wires and, and you've got, uh, oh, he's got the two uh, security yeah, guards, two security guards hanging, the- hanging from the rafters, you know, and, yeah. and you just, you felt that kind of just, I, I didn't care who was in my way. I wanted Tony Stark dead. Like that was his MO the whole time. Um, and you kind of felt that energy throughout and you, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I Austin said, I liked his portrayal. I liked that. He took his, he took his own path. He made his own character. And I always just have a soft spot for those rough and tough, mm-hmm. you know, kind of actors that, that do it a good job. They're not, you know, not the bounce back and forth between being soft and, and being hard, but you know, that they're just, He's a badass man. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think a uh, fun fact is when Tony was kind of researching him, you saw those pictures. That was actually Mickey Rourke. I think in I don't know what With age mug, he yeah, was. Re, yeah, those are his real mugshots. Yeah, yeah. uh, he did go to prison. Uh, and yeah, I just think that I agree. I think that he did a fantastic job. He was a a cool character. He uh, he also was saying in an interviewer. He was saying the hardest part for that role was actually looking like he knew how to use that technology. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have no idea how to use any of this. And he said that was the hardest part of the role, which is kind of funny. But I think he did a phenomenal job on looking, being that tech savvy guy, but also just being a badass character, you know, hanging those two security guards. Yeah. You know, I would definitely not want to meet him uh, in a corner. He. <laughs> yeah, I will he say, though, I will say that he's – the, the whiplash side of him, I I wasn't too much of a fan of that side. I liked the Ivan side better, you yeah. know, the villain side than when he was technically whiplash. I just I think that's a terrible character. I personally, I, I really like Whiplash. Uh, yeah, like I th- I think he's pretty like a pretty good villain overall. Uh, it, it's it's funny because in in the comics he's uh the, there's like three or four different whiplashes. Yeah, and uh the first one is actually from cincinnati yeah he's uh yeah he he works for the cincinnati portion of uh stark industries that's sweet and the the one that he's ivan's based off of is actually his father in the movie uh in the comics his dad is whiplash so it's really cool to like see the fact that they took uh like portions of uh him working for Stark from the like his first form, uh, it mixed it in with his dad, and then made his dad instead of being Whiplash Ivan. So uh, it was really cool seeing like 
different things come together for him. Uh, I like his suit at the end. It's very reminiscent yeah. of the comics as well. Like it, it's super good. I really wish that they would have like kept that suit in longer than just the like five minute fight scene. I agree. Had. I agree. Yeah, but overall, yeah, like the the whole uh, where where's my bird and shit like that. Like yes, it's so good. It's so that's good. not my bird. Yeah, <laughs> where's my bird? Yes, it's not my. There you bird. go. Yeah. <laughs> um no I, I i think i agree with most of uh, between the two like i said I, I, you guys know how i feel about justin hammer i think whiplash was fine um he he got the job done he was kind of a just like a one note and, and i get it. it's probably i mean i'm not super familiar with comics but it's probably comic accurate he you know he felt like his family was screwed over he sees the starks living this life of like you know luxury and you know, abundance and he, him and his dad are, you know, his dad died in some hole in the wall in Russia. Um, even though they worked together creating the arc reactor. Um, so I, I, I understand the motivations. Um, but just like the, I'm mad and angry all the time is it, for me, it was, it was fine. Like I said, it, I don't think it was bad by any means. Um, but yeah, between the two, I, I really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed Justin hammer. Um, but you guys touched on, I think it was you, Brett, or maybe it was you, Christian, touched on the uh, the final the final fight scene. What did yeah. you guys think about kind of like the finale, the the Stark Expo, all the drones, and kind of just like that last third uh, of the movie? I thought I... it was... Oh, go ahead, Brett. No, it's all, all good. Uh, I, I personally like it. Like, I, I think that it's it's a little bit of, like, it's at least quick and, like, the, the last, like... Not even the last third. The last fight scene is like the last thirty to forty-five minutes. Yeah, or, or like last thirty, definitely the last thirty. It, it like it goes pretty quick overall. Like you you have the introduction of the the Stark bots, them them attacking or not the Stark bots, the the hammer, hammer bots, bots. The, them them attacking. You have Natasha getting to the a spot and whipping some ass, and then oh, we didn't even talk about Natasha. Keep going, but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. swing back around to that. I was gonna say you you have like the actual fight with Tony and Rhodey, and then that's kind of it. Like it it, it it's serviceable. It, it's comparable to kind of the rest of the MCU where they do the last thirty of a, a like Deadpool two makes fun of it where like it's the last thirty minutes. Uh, it, it's time for the big CGI fight scene. Yeah. It's the big CGI fight scene. So well, and I like too that even I think you see this throughout all the Iron Man movies, especially when we get to Iron Man three and you see all the other suits, but. I think, especially from Iron Man 1 to 2, really every time we see Tony in the suit, you know, whether he's fighting, flying, whatever, you see something that's being, you know, you hear this TikToks too, where he's always learning. He's always increasing some kind of tech. What I thought was really cool, especially in that fight, is you see new things, you know, where he's looking at the globe and he's able to map out, you know, how to move in the globe to be able to get through and and lose, you know, 15 guys that were chasing or 15 bots that were chasing him. Um you know, or, or other things that he just different tech that you saw his suit be able to do um, in that fight scene. Beam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then them kind of doing the callback to, you know, at the end of the fight scene, you know, him and Rhodey did it in his house when they're yelling at each other, you know, put it down where they shoot the beams at each other. The cool little callback to do that again at the end of the fight. Uh -huh. I will say my only quarrel, though, is especially with Whiplash. Felt like that was kind of what, what Brett said, like it did feel very quick. You know, it almost felt like well, the, the first the, the hammer the fight boss scene was... with the drones. 
the fight scene with the drones lasted twice as long as yes. the the actual main bad guy, which yes. which yeah. I really like the choreography of him and Rhodey, him and you know uh, them kind of working together and they're dodging each other's yeah. you know attacks and you know they're they're I don't remember what it was called, but like the the one laser thing that comes out and he does the spin and it cuts mm-hmm. everybody in half. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, I liked all of that, how they played together and the, the choreography between the two. But yeah, like the end was just like, yeah, it's like he comes he, down. He, 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 he whipped him. He threw him. He grabbed him. Yeah. They both looked at each other. They, they, they shot their beams fight. over. Yeah, and it's like, Oh, remember that thing where we made the mansion explode. Let's do that again. Yeah. And, you know, that's right. his fight scene is a mixture of the two fight scenes before. His fight scene is a mixture of the fight scene against Tony at the beginning where he wraps himself in the wire and it's like Whiplash didn't learn from that. And then it's literally just the 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 blow up the mansion. Yeah. And that's the entire fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. What did uh, what did you guys think about it, Max Austin? Well, did you notice that the so when when War Machine and Iron Man are sitting there and they're fighting all the other bots? How they do the the spit the okay we're gonna turn we're gonna shoot everybody and then you notice how we see that multiple more times that same type of fighting we see that multiple more times throughout the MCU specifically once we get to like phase three we get to Endgame Infinity War and Endgame we see it once at least once in each of those movies with Rocket Rocket and War and uh, Winter Soldier and then. Um, I think it's Rocket and Star-Lord, I think. Well, there's a lot but, of duos. Like, yeah. Yeah. But definitely, yeah. I, I think I think the one of the one during the fight scene when he was like, uh, Rhodey was like, I got this and then sent that Jericho missile. Oh, and yeah. then it just, it just shot out and fell. And he's like, yeah, oh, that's Hammer Tech. That's why I love Hammer because he's like, he's. He's, he's never like just, as good as Tony. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. just like a doofus. And you know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just that. funny. But then also, did they ever confirm... Did Kevin Feige ever confirm about that little kid being Peter Parker, the Iron Man saved? With so, the Iron Man from, from what I was... And I... From what I saw, Kevin Feige originally didn't confirm that. It was Tom Holland that said that in an interview. Okay. And then when somebody brought it up to Kevin Feige later in another interview that he was doing, Kevin Feige said, Oh, if, if Tom, if Tom said it, I guess it's true or like something like that. So it was like, yeah, the kid in the little Iron Man mask, I guess is, it was supposed to be Peter Parker, which I guess makes sense. He's at like a science fair. He'd be into that. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, it most definitely was not. Like whenever that movie launched in no. 2010, oh, it, no, no, that's yeah, they, a I was gonna say it's it's 100 a, a retcon for yeah. whenever Homecoming eventually becomes a thing, yeah. and right. I think it's a I think it's a good retcon, honestly. No, it makes yeah, sense. I like agree. I said, this kid, you know, he's a, he's kind of a nerd. He's at the science fair. Yeah, it would totally make sense. He would have been there with with like his aunt and uncle, or I guess mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Ben is confirmed not to be have been in this universe, right? No, yeah, no, I think no. so. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, say, I, I don't know because in No Way Home or in Far From Home, they talk about it. Yeah, when they're at the the, uh, the briefcase when he passed yeah. for Europe. Yeah, but then they don't do anything else with it. So like, no, they no, no, could, no, they don't. They don't explicitly I, say because they make it like uh like May has never been married like throughout, yeah. throughout the entire time thing. So it could be that that briefcase was his dad's or something like that. Like they well, never, I, I don't know. Cause in homecoming, she, they imply, maybe that's just the way I interpreted it, but they imply like when 
when Ned finds out that Peter is Spider-Man, um, he begs Ned not to say anything because she, uh, he says something like, uh, I can't put her through anything more with what she's been through. So I always, I always inferred it as she's there's something she lost. Yeah. She lost. Ben. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which would make sense. Uh, either way, like he's either there with aunt May and uncle Ben, uh, mm-hmm. and, and got separated from them at that point. And it's right. just a, a kid with an Iron Man suit on. Yeah, or sure. yeah, yeah. he's there with his parents before they die. And like, I yeah. always thought that was a really cool little thing. Like, like after right. they, they like Easter basically egg. confirm it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's cool to think about like who, who, at what point did his parents like disappear from his life? Hmm. So right. it, I think it's a good Easter egg. I agree. What did you guys think of? Cause we didn't even touch on the other character. We saw him obviously in the post credit of Iron Man. But what did you guys think of uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nicholas Fury? Nominal. I agree. I liked him. Yeah. He doesn't get enough screen time in any movie he's in. I agree. He, he he hasn't dropped his uh uh his line. He he starts to at Infinity Ward and he's like I'm just like man, he needs to drop that line. <laughs> yeah. So Samuel L. Jackson was promised because he almost backed out. So he was promised that Nick Fury would be given more screen time by John Favreau. Jackson almost didn't return to play Fury due to problems with contract negotiations, negotiations, but then secured a landmark nine picture deal to play Nick Fury, not only in this movie, but obviously in many other Marvel studio productions. But yeah, I agree. I think he, uh, man, it's anytime he comes on scene, he just owns whatever, you know, it doesn't matter who he's in with, but it's uh, it was cool to see him, and obviously we uh, we know that um, with the ultimate line when they redesigned Nick Fury, they they based it off of Samuel Jackson, and that's why at the end of Iron Man one, that's why it was supposed to be just a nod to uh, comic fans that they brought in Nick Fury, uh, played by Samuel Jackson. Um, I didn't know this, but going back to the first one real quick, I don't maybe you guys did that that post credit scene where he talks about you know the avengers or whatever the avengers initiative um that wasn't actually shown in the pre-release screenings that was saved for release day so when when the press and like the early press and everybody got to see the movie uh that was left out on purpose and it was only after opening weekend and you know kind of like the word of mouth and kind of like the guerrilla marketing tactic uh that they uh realize that Samuel Jackson was in the movie and that the MCU. And then at that point, once it became more well-known that there was a post-credit scene, then like Marvel and then Kevin Feige were, was being asked is like the Avengers a thing, or are you guys turning this into a thing? And that's kind of how the MCU kind of grew or like kind of started from there. But that was, I, I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited too. Obviously this would be a, a future project, but when we get to see him, so I believe he's going to be one of the main characters in Secret Invasion, correct? Yeah. When that does come, spring. yeah. So we're going to get to see, I think, a lot more, you know, a lot more, you know, TV time, I guess, because that's going to, it's still a series, correct? Is what they're keeping it's a it Disney as Disney Plus thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I think they confirmed it to be like six episodes as well. Yeah. So. so getting to see potentially maybe six hours, five and a quarter, maybe something like that, uh, of time with him on screen, kind of being the main, you know, the main guy is going to be really fun. I've always loved Samuel L. Jackson and. And everything mm-hmm. he's played in, yeah, I think right. he does. I think he does a really good job at being that, you know, that the the badass, 
uh, serious guy, but also kind of having that sarcastic comedy. Yeah, he's got those yeah. one-liners and kind of those groups, yeah. Yeah, and just the facial expressions or, you know, the, the single-eye expression, you know, things like that. I think just, just kind of funny. I agree. I didn't see that one coming, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I did, I did see well, something you, cool. What, what, see something of funny. Oh, go ahead, um, Austin. And I don't know who it said. I, I saw it somewhere, but they said if you want to have a successful franchise, cast Samuel L. Jackson, because now that now that we've seen Marvel very successful, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, he's in. I'm I'm, I'm sure there's more. Uh, and, Unbreakable. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. I was gonna say, but can you really claim Star Wars as success with? Samuel L. Jackson? No. Like, George Lucas is a mastermind of his that's own. True. Like, that's true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but what did you guys think, think of... Uh... Go, ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but think, I mean, we haven't had a, really another good Mace Windu. You know, they've tried it in other things, like a little animated series, but you know, if you the... think of Mace Windu, who do you think of? Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. I yeah. mean, he's he's... Even the Clone Wars TV series, he's based around Samuel Jackson. True, so. right, true, 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 true. Even the, the mannerisms and everything, like they yeah. try to keep it consistent. So yeah. I'm all right. And then I, I think the last yeah. the last character that we haven't really gotten into, I think somebody mentioned it earlier, was uh, what you guys think of uh, Natasha Romanoff, Natalie Rushman, um, and kind of her. We see her for the first time. I will say that the scene where she goes in or her and happy go up to the, they go up to the building, they're taking out all those guards. That is probably my number one, possibly number two favorite scene in that movie. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I think it's one it of my favorite. Matter, it doesn't Natasha matter how many times scenes, I, I think just of her fighting of action, dude, that was badass. And happy's over there trying to fight one guy. She's over <laughs> here taking out 12, you know, I know that that was kind of funny. He like, he finally punches the last guy out and he's like, got, got him. him. And then he turns around and, you know, it's, it's funny because there's a guy hanging in that scene. And then the next scene, it's two guys hanging. The MCU at the beginning was kind of really brutal. Like they yeah. didn't well, it was, punches. uh, it was because it was, uh, I, I read about this too. It's because, uh, Disney hadn't purchased them yet. It was released by Paramount. Yeah. It, um, what's funny though, is that, uh, Disney actually purchased, uh, M the MCU, a year before that movie, um, Iron Man Two released. What was it nine months? Yeah, it was. It no. was like a, mm -hmm. a few months before uh, the deal went mm -hmm. through. Yeah, it was yeah. August. Uh -oh, was I guess done. it was August of nine, so it was before. But yeah, the because uh, this came out what April. I think the first. I don't know if Avengers, but definitely leading into Phase Two. Uh, leading into Captain America: First Avenger, oh. they were all distributed by Paramount. So I think that was because those contracts were already. Signed stone, yeah, yeah. They they kind of you know kept that, but yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. Same with the first uh, first um, Iron Man, where at the very beginning, where they get attacked in the convoy. Yeah, shots and, like, and all the, that. You actually the, see him get shot. Shots go yeah. through the Humvee and everything, and all the blood. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is definitely a different different vibe than what we see a little bit later. For sure. I I think so. we're starting to kind of see them go back to that, like uh, at least. Maybe not as often, but like uh, Ant Man uh, one with with like you see so, you see some brutal stuff in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like it, it's it is. The, I do like when the MCU gets to be a little bit more grown up every now and again mm -hmm. instead of just For sure. being so. Oh, Doctor Strange two, you know when she uh, when uh, Scarlet Witch took out the Illuminati, you know that was 
that was pretty yeah. brutal. That yeah. was not uh that was not PG. Um, but yeah, that, I mean like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier with John Walker, like yeah, with the shield, not a normal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. But I will say I think the one gripe is about Natasha is I didn't care for her being like the lawyer or whatever. I love I loved when she was you know being Black Widow, but when she mm-hmm. was just doing you know the spy or you know keeping yeah she was undercover yeah Yeah. that was kind of boring like she was good at it but i also am like i just want her to be black widow and you know kick some ass that was the only thing that i was like okay i could probably do without yeah um but overall i think i really do like black widow and you know she definitely progresses throughout all the movies and just becomes a badass character for sure and you got to have respect for for heroes that don't have powers you know they're just oh, using sure. gadgets and and then you know kung fu and all their fighting martial arts skills you know they're, like, they're kung fu. yeah exactly you know <laughs> especially do for natasha chicks what like i think uh, the five foot six five foot seven 130 pound girl taking on you know dudes twice and triple her size it's crazy hey she does have that laney wilson superpower though that dump truck oh my god this guy this guy this guy any, any, uh, any final thoughts that we didn't that you guys didn't get to talk about before, um that we didn't cover before we kind of go into the into the actual ranking of the movie i'm ready to go into the ranking yeah i don't have any closing thoughts i think i think for all the audience out there before we do do the ranking you know, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is a good movie, um, especially if you're going to be somebody who's following along this podcast and you are listening and maybe you haven't had a chance to go watch any of these movies. If during these episodes there are there are recommendations, there are things you want us to dive into more, please leave a comment, you know, maybe put something down there. You can even message us if you want to. There is a thing to be able to do that. Um, and if there's suggestions you have, please feel free to do that. But I guess we'll go ahead and dive into the rankings. I did. I did have one comment. Uh, yeah. It it just came back to me. Um, so previously, Josh had mentioned about how Obadiah was essentially the the mirrored version of Tony, and how uh, Justin Hammer was trying to be Tony. Um, did you guys notice how similar Ivan and Tony were? Mm-hmm. So if you look at their stories, um, both of their their Mark One armors looked almost identical. I mean, obviously, Tony's was a full a full armor, um, but with the arc reactor in the middle, uh, right on the chest, both of them had father figures they're trying to live up to, and both of them, um, I'm reading off this list. Yeah, it said, and then it says both men created their first mi- miniature arc reactor in difficult circumstances. So if you look, you, comparing both of their stories, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, a lot more similar than than other villains mm-hmm. so that was just fun, no, fun little side a good point good point i i, I do think right. that that's the well, reason why uh iron man one and two are like they feel very similar in, in tone mm-hmm. it's because of the fact that like iron man one and two are basically just tony fighting a, a mirrored version of himself you yeah know? yeah i like All it right, so to to recap real quick where we're at so far so this is episode three obviously movie three and phase one um the way the ranking uh for the movies well actually let's do villains first and then we'll save the the movie ranking for last um number one much to my disappointment 
um, <laughs> is number one is Abomination from The Incredible Hulk, and number two is Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. Who wants to open up with their their ranking? Where would you put, I guess, Justin Hammer and Whiplash? I guess they would be like a tag team. Um, but where would you where would you stick them in that in the in the ranking so far? I would, move I would them personally up. put I I personally would put Abomination, um, Whiplash, Justin Hammer, and then Obadiah. One, yeah, two, I would, three. Two. Okay. I would put Whiplash and Justin Hammer, Abomination, and Obadiah. Okay. I, I agree with Max. Brett, what uh, would you what would you say? This is your guys' podcast, so obviously take my stuff with a, a grain <laughs> of salt. Uh but uh I'm I'm switching over your guys' Obadiah Stain and Abomination because like I love Emil Blonsky. I think he's great. Uh however, uh I don't think that he is great in um the Hulk. So uh I'm actually switching Obadiah Stane with uh, Abomination, and then below that, I'm putting uh, Whiplash and Justin. I I don't like Justin Hammer. I, yeah, like, we didn't really so, get to, we so didn't really get to talk. We yeah. didn't really get to that's talk so about Justin so Hammer. Like you you mentioned him quite he won't a few be times. Returning anytime soon. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> funny because they say that, and then like they don't do anything with Hammer uh, Industries or anything like they. The it issue... is kind of weird. It's yeah. go ahead. No, go. I didn't mean to cut you off. Because he was a flop. <laughs> the hey. the issue I have with Iron Man villains is the fact that like, or at least like the Iron Man movies, is they always introduce a new company that's the like that that's the like villain per se, and like they never bring them back. Hammer Industries yeah. is gone. Uh, the the one that for Iron Man, yeah, like gone. Yeah, you, we're never seeing those. I mean, again you're you're not wrong. And the way they the way they kind of ushered Hammer out at the end was like he just got arrested and was like taken out in handcuffs, and that's literally that's I mean that's it. You just don't see or hear from him. Um, and was that, he that is, to come, of, is any of that rumored to come back in Armor Wars? Uh, I know of. Uh, actually, yes. Uh, just oh, Justin Hammer is confirmed to be in Armor Wars. I was gonna say, so you are going. I, I completely forgot I saw something about that just last week, though. So. Yeah, it's all right. It's there we go. Be the best show. It's gonna, okay. it's gonna dethrone, okay. dethrone She Hulk. Yeah, for all, for everybody out there, this man Josh thinks that She Hulk is the number one show of the Disney Plus shows. So let's 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 pause Josh, the breaks I, there. I, I'm giving you props for that because it's my number two show. I think, hey, see, I think Loki see, is better. But Let's see, but go. it's not number one at least, and this man thinks it's oh, number one. So it's good. It is. It is the most. It's not, no, no. It's no, the no. most accurate. We get to there, but the MCU is the most. Episode. Yeah. Uh, whenever that episode is on, I will be on it because okay. I okay. like not kidding. I have a lot to talk about for that. We got about fifty more episodes. Yeah, we got a while to get there, but yeah, we got a while. Let's let's put up the ranking for once. If you. So Max, Christian, and I, I would put myself at Justin Hammer as number Whiplash, one. As number one. Is that yeah. correct? Yep. Yes. That's three. And then Austin, you'd put it at number two, and then Doug would put it at number two as well. Yeah. And then and then Brett would put it last. So the majority has it. Yep. Okay. Whiplash. Justin Hammer Whiplash is mm -hmm. the new number one right where he should yep. be. Let's get Category that right. Three. And number then two. I had uh 
I said Abomination at number two, right? Is that what you said, Max? I agreed with yeah, you. Yeah, I did. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got a number two. So yeah, so Justin Hammer would basically jump to the line. Abomination would bump down a spot, and then yep. that means Obadiah is uh, number three. Obadiah yep. Stan would be number three. Now, yep. to be fair, Brett, because I see the look on your face, <laughs> I no voted way. for Obadiah. I have voted for Obadiah Stain at number one, but I just got outvoted <laughs> last week. I have, uh, I have not only like I, I think Obadiah is a great uh, villain, I but do. I have personal reasons for that as well. Uh, he's not in here right now, but my dog is named Obi Kenobi, and whenever I like have to call for him, uh, I I yell Obadiah because nice. of yeah. love it. Very nice. So, like, better. Very nice. That's yeah. awesome. Like, that his name is Obi Kenobi. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah like a that. silly name for a silly dog. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, you want to do ranking then? Let's let's do the ranking. Yeah. Let's rank the movie. Okay. So again, to recap, right now, number one is Iron Man. Number two is Incredible Hulk. Where do we think Iron Man two lands? I can go uh, first. I think for me, I would probably give it slightly better than Iron Man one. Obviously, we're not doing hundred points, so we're keeping it to just ten point. So I think I would give it a seven point five. What I would do. I'm Max, giving this seven, a seven. What what was your guys' rankings for the last two? Like, what, yeah, what, I can I can score? recap it for you. So for Iron Man one, uh, down the list here, I gave it a seven. Josh gave it a seven. Uh, Max gave it. This is when we were doing more decimals, so technically this one had a hundred point. It was a six point eight for Max. Seven point two. Okay, we'll make it a seven. So seven for Max, and then Austin had a seven point two, so we'll probably say a seven as well. And yep, Doug also gave it a seven. So all sevens. So the way, the way Brett, that we we kind of like broke it down was like five is okay, um, or uh, five was like it was fine. Six was okay. Seven is considered good. Eight would be great. Nine would be like amazing. And then to ten is you know a ten. You know ten out of ten. Yep. Right. That's kind of that's kind of how we we broke it down. Uh, like and then for Dark Hulk, World would be a five. Hulk right now for a lot. I give it a five. Josh, Josh gave it a six. Max six point five. Austin is six. And Doug a five, so about an average of a six for Incredible Hulk. Okay, I'm trying to like get a get a just like like a, a gauge here. Yeah, a scale. So would, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, okay. So, so yeah, so I'll go. I'll say solid with the with a seven. Max also said seven. Austin, what do you think? I would. I I agree with Christian. Uh, Iron Man two was with with Iron Man being our number one so far. Um, and I, I agree. Iron Man two was slightly better, but I don't know if it's good enough to make a serious jump. So I'm just going to give it a seven. Um, I, do you guys do like point fives? Is that what I heard? Yeah. 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 You can do point five. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm trying to keep it away from like a point eight or something like that. Yeah. Uh, with you guys rating incredible Hulk as a six and then Iron Man one as a seven. Uh, I like it more than Incredible Hulk. I do not like it more than Iron Man One. I'm giving it a six point five. Okay, respect it. Mm-hmm. I think it's like in between those two films for me. And then I would give it. I'd give it a solid seven and a half. I think okay. it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. again, for all the reasons, I won't go into it again. But yeah, for all the reasons. And then Doug couldn't be on the show, but he he gave us his list also. Uh, he gave uh Iron Man Two a flat seven. So if we average that out, we should be able to get the new ranking 
so yeah. Far. Let's see here. Oh, there's Doug. Uh, let's see, we had a seven, seven and a half, seven, 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 six and a half. So about a seven, I'm assuming, roughly. Say it again. I'm just gonna do the math. Seven. Yeah. So we had seven, seven and a half, seven, 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 six and a half. So four sevens. So that'd be twenty-eight. 7.5 and 6.5. You guys not device. use Google Sheets for this stuff? Uh, we are. So I'm actually so working on be... getting a whole sheet put together so the viewers can see as well. So that would be a, that'd be an average of a flat seven. Give me the first one again, mm -hmm. real quick. The first Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, sevens across the board. They was all sevens. At least that's what I have. Okay. So we really so I we we still have to figure out then because they're both a seven. Yeah. But like I like kind of what Austin said. I mean, that's why I think maybe in some of these doing and maybe uh, adding that other decimal just to kind of show that that there is going to be a difference. Because my only thing too is when we start diving into even more, you know, there's going to be a lot of films that we're going to sit at a seven. But I think as we go through and even for all the listeners, we can take one of those tier lists and we can even put them in order. And on there we can put a seven. Okay, but this is these are all sevens. But in our in our collective discussion. This movie is slightly better than this one. You know, we could do that as well. I will say, even though they're both sevens, technically, or at least in our in our rating system, I would put Iron Man two first for me personally. Iron I would Man agree. Two, I agree. Iron Man, yes. and then Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I agree. Now, when I say when when I ranked Iron Man as a seven two, and I said this one's slightly better, it's literally a seven two five or a seven three. Like it's not much better. Yeah, but it does have that that one extra that I one extra point, you know. For sure, yeah. It was just more entertaining. I mean, the vill the villains, yeah, they were better. The story, the action, it was better, but it wasn't a lot better. So should agree. we kind of wrap this up and go into the trivia? Yeah. Um, for all you listening, we like to do a little fun segment. Uh, last week we did trivia on Incredible Hulk. Uh, this week we're gonna do trivia hosted by our member here, Max. He's gonna he's got some Iron Man two trivia for us, um, and we'll just kind of do Jeopardy style. First one to kind of answer that Max hears clearly gets the point. Winner wins the round. Uh, I believe Doug won our first one, so Doug is uh, technically on the top of the MCO trivia for review crew. So we'll see who takes the crown this week. Okay, so question one: Why did Anton Vanko have the blueprints for the arc reactor. Because he's worked with Howard. Howard. Uh, not only did he work with Howard, but also he had to create, he had to try and create his own for Russia. Yeah, that that's correct. Okay. Oh, all right, Brett. <laughs> I just watched the movie. Yeah. I have, I, I watched it today because you asked. Well, the, 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 the answer is he helped build it. So that's correct. So ready? Question two. Tony Stark is called upon for a Senate hearing because his suit may be classified as which of these? Is there, is, is there like trivia? Or are you going to? Are we doing the multiple choice or are we just supposed yeah. to guess? Uh, you're. Let's just guess real quick. Okay, because I'll give it away. It's a pretty easy. Yeah. It, a weapon? Literally, yes. Okay. In there, he constantly calls it a uh, a, the, the Iron Man weapon. Yeah. 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 That's why I was like, I couldn't give you a hint because it would give it away. So Tony appoints who of the, who of these as his successor 
at Stark Pepper Industries. Pots. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. Josh. Josh got it. Man, I was being polite and waiting for him to finish. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> did, Josh the didn't wait. Thing. Yeah, Josh didn't wait for the question to be finished. <laughs> yeah. Tony brings file. his Iron Man suit to Monaco, but in what form? Suitcase. 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 Christian. Yes, sir. Oh, Christian. Shot. <laughs> I beat you there. I yeah. Everyone's peeking. We'll go, we'll go to review. Over there going... Make sure his oh. mic's voice going. Go ahead. Keep going. The ping. It's the ping system. Okay. Vanko receives help to escape from prison. Yes or no? Yes. 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 Okay. Brett got Justin, it. I was going to say Justin Hammer does that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whose words convinced Tony to spend his birthday party drunk? Uh, Ooh, Natasha. Uh, Natasha, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was Josh. I, I, I was. That was not Austin. Josh. I never heard you say anything. <laughs> oh, it's the headphones. It's the headphones. It has, the input. Your, your screen. Your screen didn't even light up. So if I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got to be. I'm getting a headset. This is mahogany. Question seven. Natalie, as it turns out, is also working for, uh, for who? Shield. Shield. Fury. Is it Shield? Josh. Yeah. It's Nick Fury. Yeah, Shield. Yeah, Josh. No, what? that was me. Wait, wait. Yeah, is it, is it, does it say wait, Shield does, or does Nick it Fury? Say Shield it's or Nick, Nick Fury? Nick Fury. Oh, the the wreck gets it. Get it, suck oh, it, Josh. What, yeah. what did Josh say? Josh said Shield, and he said Nick Fury. Oh. Okay, my bad, my bad. Uh, technicality. Okay. <laughs> it is a technicality. Okay. She Question she does say that she she's a Shield shadow agent. So, yeah. but it's but that the correct answer is Nick Fury. Yeah. According right, to this exam. Uh, okay. What, as it turns out, did Howard Stark leave behind for his son? A diorama. The blueprints. A video. Uh, the secret to creating a new element. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give that a new element. Okay. So Austin, you got that. At the Stark Expo, Justin okay. Hammer controls all of his drones until or you drone units and Rhodey's suit. True or false? False. 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 It's Brett. Yeah, it's Damn. false. Shake your head all you want, Josh. <laughs> Man, I need better. Yeah. I need better internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's my internet. I have a microphone out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question. Vanko reveals that he programmed all the drones to do which of these? Explode. Self-destruct. Self-destruct. Austin. There you go. Austin. But Brett was a clear winner with five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I could challenge that, I would, because I think the two of those uh... put to mind. Well, we'll have to That's review fine. the tape. We can review the tape. <laughs> this will be your first and last episode. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 next time, I just will participate in the, there we go. In the trivia. So, Brian is our champion for round two of the Review Crew trivia. Um, thank you for all, all those who uh, clicked on the episode. Um, again, like, subscribe, uh, share with your friends. Um, we're going to keep doing this. We're a bunch of nerds, and we're going to keep just enjoying um, each other's company reviewing different content. Uh, we do have one more thing that we're going to do here at the end, um, which is uh, just watch the trailer. It just dropped for Ant-Man. Uh, figured we'd get to do that with all you guys. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, obviously it's been posted all over the place. So uh, we'll just do a quick reaction to it. We won't go too deep into it. We can obviously save that 
for when we get closer towards you know that phase which will be a little while but um figured we'd take a chance to go ahead and react to this scott lang you're an avenger you have a daughter but you've lost a lot of time like me we can help each other with that Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. I can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call life will end. I, I mean, see a lot of quick, Easter eggs. Quick, quick, quick thoughts. We're not take too very long, but I mean, yeah. quick, just quick thoughts. I definitely uh, see the I see the potential connection with the uh, the ten rings. Yeah, like everything is everything is moving. Yeah, circulars. Uh, seemed very spoiler heavy. Like yeah. this, like mm, they, like Modoc. Like, yeah. yeah, not only Modoc, mm. but like there's just so much in that trailer that feels like they're not holding anything back, and it's kind of yeah. like, man, that. Well, it what also makes you hiding. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah, it What's it hiding? Yeah, exactly. What, what what are they leaving out of the trailers? If, yeah. if it feels like this, because I mean, One Marvel's very good like, at that. They are good at giving you a trailer. That's not, not always what you're going to see. Real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, I, I don't like, and I'm sure it's done like this on purpose. I don't like how flimsy I maybe is, I don't, is, uh, Scott's, motivations are yeah like it, yes. it like oh i'm gonna risk literally time and you know every i'm gonna for risk everything years. for f to get five years back with your daughter like i hope it's more than that because it's especially just, somebody like, he's still with it's not like he lost her it's not like she's gone okay. he's trying to get yeah. that time to see her she, I mean. she's it's still like, there you know so it just seems like I, so I, I hope it's more than that and i'm sure it is but it reminds me i, th I think we were talking about this earlier it's like it reminds me when in Infinity War they were uh, they almost had the the gauntlet off of Thanos on time, yeah. and then Peter Quill like screws it up. He, like 
he can't put his personal feelings aside for literally two minutes so yeah. they can take care of business and then they kind of like it just seems yeah it just seems kind of i hope there's more to it let me just put it that way but the movie has to movie or there's no plot because without peter quill being stupid for two seconds there's no movie like yeah, they win. yeah it's true. I, just, I just wish it was i wish it just wish it was smarter yeah, yeah it, well, it's like I've, I've said multiple. I've said multiple times how we in the beginning of Infinity War how we see Wong do the the portal thing and um, cut off the hand of whatever creature. Yeah, there's a lot whatever, of movie logic. Whoever that was. Yeah, like, like an Ant Man just go up what? his butt and then grow. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So again, movies movies got a movie. You're right. But, yeah. 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 I just I just hope it's a little. I think on the flip side, though, I think I am very excited for Jonathan Majors. I think yeah. that he is yes. going to be oh, amazing. For the projects sure. he's been in recently, he's a phenomenal actor. I think he's going to be, he's just going to, I mean, just the, just his, I mean, it, the, the, the work he put in on his the body. Presence, yeah. yeah, the presence he has on screen, just in that trailer. We saw him for 30 seconds in there, you know, like, uh, it's, I'm excited for that. And what he's going to do yeah. for the future of the MCU is being I the agree. new big bad. Jonathan Majors, ha- like, has a very big year ahead of him with oh yeah no. and stuff like that like i i am excited for him as like an actor he's yeah. so good mm-hmm. and especially as the one who waits and then now kang like he mm-hmm. he is the exact person that i would want as a big bad for, for absolutely kang. He for is sure. so good. i will say i think he's honestly more rip, ripped in creed 3 than thor than chris hensworth He's pretty ripped, bro. He's he's pretty checked. When you when you when you saw that trailer, I was like, "That man has zero percent body fat." (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "Oh, jeez." Yeah, but super excited. It's going to be awesome for sure. It's out in a month. Yeah, so in a month we'll be able to see it. Yep. But I'm uh, I'm afraid with them having Modok in it that they're going to introduce AIM at the same time, and it's going to be another throwaway company, though. Like. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that like I I see these things and I'm just like man let let's hope it's not that because aim is what, so cool. Wasn't aim the main impact? It, yeah, but also in uh, Ant Man one in the yeah. Lost. Was it one of the Ant Man's? I swear uh-huh. that was aim, right? Well, aim was uh, advanced idea mechanics. That was the the company in that uh, Aldrich Killian started yeah. in yeah. Iron Man but that's, three. That's aim. That's that's the yeah, but it's oh, also, yeah, that is right. Is that yeah, the same it, one? And I I don't know if that's in Ant Man one. Yeah, it might, I, I it might it be. It might well, be. It's, I, it's been a, it's been a long and, while yeah. since I saw. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't remember I, either. Or Ant Man. Oh, well, because Modok is supposed it, to be that. He's guy. like he's yeah. like the head of AIM. Yeah, it's Darren uh, Cross. Yeah, yeah, it's Darren Cross. Yeah, yeah. I am excited for Modok though. I'm excited to see what they do because, like, all the leaks beforehand had him as like everyone just thought that he was going to be a robot. And in that Mm -hmm. trailer, you actually see him without the the robotic faceplate. Yeah. So it it kind of looks like uh the George Lopez from uh yes uh, yes uh, Uh, yeah yes Uh, where he's on the uh, the circle robot with the little electric arms yes yeah Uh, dude It, it. like it does look a little bit like that, but like there's no way that you can make that look good. So I, yeah. I'm excited to see him though. I think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty hype. He's oh, gonna be. In I, it. I'm excited for this movie. I think this is gonna be well above Doctor Strange uh, two and Thor four. I I have high hopes for this movie. I think it's gonna really bring back to kind of phase two and phase three quality of a well, movie. Don't let Josh give his opinion because he'll probably say it's gonna be ass. So. I don't know. 
Shut no, up, Josh. This no, movie? Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie looks great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks great. We'll see what he it's says just, after he watches. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just not going to be. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We're getting tickets. You're digging tickets and you're watching it with us. Everybody knows that I was right. People were gassing up Wakanda forever. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was no, not no. mid. Nope. Josh and I both agreed. Oh, I agree. I think that that movie is great as a as a like memorial. Not, not even as a standalone. I think Wakanda Forever is a great. And there movie are for certain it. people I will not name names that we work with that may or may not be on this call that were also gassing up Thor: Love and Thunder, Dude, that that, which was also mid. Okay, it was no, mid, but it was, it's it was not was, even a mid movie. But it was it was enjoyable. You it enjoyed was. watching it. You didn't go in there and say I hated my life for two and a half we, hours. You know, we. we Seriously, re-rot, watch it. I will, it, I will, I will. I, I did, I did, and it is not a good movie. Well, you know what? The Screaming Goats constantly <laughs> ruined that movie for okay, me. Okay, The Screaming Goats was a little unnecessary. That you're right, but <laughs> you're right. But I, I feel like Christian Bale did a good job with very limited screen time, and, you know. I, I think, I, I think, Max, I think you're right on. I think this is going to return to kind of like a, the pre-phase, you know, obviously, like you said, pre-phase two and yeah. three, kind of like the... The pre-COVID, yes. Um, well, and they, know, and they spoke on that. MCU. They spoke on that that they're going to try to go back to a quality over quantity method right. going into Phase yeah. Five, and I hope wow. that's what they get to because Phase Four, when mm -hmm. we get there, it was very packed. It was a lot yeah. of content, you know, to go and through. Very, which was fine because it was fun mm -hmm. to be able to watch everything, but it, there was some drop off on on some of the performance. I think that. Uh, I think the thing. Stop. I, I liked <laughs> this guy. I liked, I liked Moon Knight. Get out she Hulk. Here. Uh, anyway, Josh is literally I, the only one who didn't like Moon Knight. Yes, it I was think fine. it was fine. I think Moon Moon Knight's one of my favorite like he, like heroes in the uh, like yeah he's in, awesome comics and stuff. He's, he's great. Sick. Werewolf by, Werewolf by Night will eventually cross over with that, by the way, and it'll it'll be awesome. It will be awesome. Point. Uh, I do think bring that in Norman Reedus the, Ghost Rider. Come on, would, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this, we need Norman Reedus, baby. I have thoughts on that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't like Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I like the Ghost Rider that they like have in the comics recently, but uh, I don't even remember his name right now. He, he's uh he he drives the fucking uh, Camaro or whatever. Oh yeah, but yeah, I know what, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember either. I, I can't remember his name right now. He's mm -hmm. so much cooler than Johnny. Uh, but I think that like the the thing that the MCU is trying to do now, like especially with Ant Man, is like tell that connective story for one big bad, and it, it always pushing that like envelope forward, and that's the mm. thing we've been missing. Like we had the whole Scarlet Witch thing uh, between uh, like uh, WandaVision, Wanda, and WandaVision to Mul uh, Multiverse of Madness, and Multiverse of Madness was supposed to feel like uh, I feel like they were trying to build up this whole like oh there's a multiverse now, but they didn't do it as well as Loki did it. They yeah. didn't do any sort of explanation uh, for uh, Spider-Man because Spider-Man like really helps set up that whole multiverse thing. And they they just have. I feel like this is the first movie that's really going to push that multiversal like for sure. Story. For sure. So I am excited for this movie. I think it's going to be really good. I'm I'm one one month is going to be a long wait. Yes, it will be. And for all those out there, February 17th, you know, this is an, a free ad for them. So go watch the movie, pre-order your tickets soon. Um, we'll all, of course, all be going, enjoying it. We'll make sure to maybe do a special that week 
reacting to it, um, you know, to the movie, maybe some initial thoughts, um, and maybe just kind of how we feel it's going to play into the whole future of the MCU since it will be the first movie for Phase 5, uh, which is just right around the corner, which is crazy that we're already there in, you know, year, what, 14 now, you know, well, 15, I guess, going into year 15 of the MCU. So wow. um, pretty cool. But uh, we appreciate all of you for watching, all of you for listening. Like we've said, like, comment, uh, send suggestions. If there are projects you want us to dive deeper into, if there are things you want to listen to, um, if you have not already, go tune into the other episodes as well. Um, episode one, talking about Iron Man 1. Episode two, about Incredible Hulk. And now this one here for Iron Man 2. Uh, we appreciate the love, the support. Have a great rest of your day. I don't know, forever was mid. <laughs>